0: Chapter twelve of the Revolt of the Angels This LibriVox recording is in the public domain The Revolt of the Angels by Anatole France translated by Mrs. Wilfred Jackson Chapter twelve wherein it is set forth how the angel Mirar, when bearing grace and consolation to those dwelling in the neighborhood of the Champs Elysees in Paris, beheld a music hall singer named Bouchot and fell in love with her. Through streets filled with brown fog, pierced with white and yellow lights, where horses exhaled their smoking breath, and motors radiated their rapid searchlights, the angel made his way, and mingling with the black flood of foot-passengers, which rolled unceasingly along, proceeded across the town from north to south till he came to the lonely boulevards on the left bank of the river. Not far from the old walls of Port Royal, a small restaurant flings night by night athwart the pavement, the clouded rays of its streaming windows. Coming to a halt there, Arcadi entered a room full of warm, savory odors, pleasing to the unfortunate beings, faint with cold and hunger. Glancing round him, he beheld Russian nihilists, Italian anarchists, refugees, conspirators, revolutionaries from every quarter of the globe, picturesque old faces with tumbled masses of hair and beard that swept downwards, even as the torrent and the waterfall sweep over their rocky bed. There were young faces of virginal coldness, expressions somber and wild pale eyes of infinite sweetness drawn faces and in a corner there were two russian women one extremely lovely the other hideous but both resembling each other in their indifference to ugliness and to beauty but failing to find the face he sought for there were no angels in the room he sat down at a small vacant marble table angels when driven by hunger eat as do the animals of this earth and their food transformed by digestive heat becomes one with their celestial substance seeing three angels under the oaks of mamre abraham offered them cakes kneaded by sarah an whole calf butter and milk and they ate lot on receiving two angels in his house ordered unleavened bread to be baked and they did eat Arcadi was given a tough beefsteak by a seedy waiter, and he did eat. Nevertheless, his dreams were of the sweet leisure, of the repose, of the delightful studies he had quitted, of the heavy task he had undertaken, of the toil, the weariness, the perils which he would have to endure, and his soul was sad and his heart troubled. As he was finishing his modest repast, a young man of poor appearance and thinly clad entered the room and rapidly surveying the tables approached the angel and greeted him by the name of abdiel because he himself was a celestial spirit i knew you would answer my call mirar replied Arcadi, addressing his angelic brother in his turn by the name he formerly bore in heaven but mirar was remembered no more in heaven since he an archangel had left the service of god he was called theophile Beleus on earth and to earn his bread gave music lessons to small children in the daytime and at night played the violin in dancing saloons is it you dear abdiel replied theophile so here we are reunited in this sad world I am pleased to see you again. All the same, I pity you, for we lead a hard life here." But Arkady answered, "'Friend, your exile draws to an end. I have great plans. I will confide them to you and associate you with them.' And Maurice's guardian angel, having ordered two coffees, revealed his ideas and his projects to his companion. He told how, during his visit on earth, he had abandoned himself to researches little practiced by celestial spirits, and had studied theologies, cosmogonies, the system of the universe, theories of matter, modern essays on the transformation and loss of energy. Having, he explained, studied nature, he had found her in perpetual conflict with the teachings of the master he served. This master, greedy of praise, whom he had for a long time adored, appeared to him now as an ignorant, stupid, and cruel tyrant. He had denied him, blasphemed him, and was burning to combat him. His plan was to recommence the revolt of the angels. He wished for war and hoped for victory. "'But,' he added, it is necessary above all to know our strength and that of our adversary and he asked if the enemies of yaldabaoth were numerous and powerful on earth theophile looked wonderingly at his brother he appeared not to understand the questions addressed him dear compatriot he said i came at your invitation because it was the invitation of an old comrade but I do not know what you expect of me, and I fear I shall be unable to help you in anything. I take no hand in politics, neither do I stand forth as a reformer. I am not like you, a spirit in revolt, a freethinker, a revolutionary. I remain faithful, in the depths of my soul, to the celestial Creator. I still adore the master I no longer serve and I lament the days when, shrouding myself with my wings, I formed with the multitude of the children of light a wheel of flame around his throne of glory. Love, profane love, has alone separated me from God. I quitted heaven to follow a daughter of men. She was beautiful and sang in music halls. They rose. Arcadi accompanied Theophile, who was living at the other end of the town at the corner of the boulevard rochechoir and the rue de steinkirk while walking through the deserted streets he who loved the singer told his brother of his love and his sorrows his fall which dated from two years back had been sudden belonging to the eighth choir of the third hierarchy he was a bearer of grace to the faithful, who are still to be found in large numbers in France, especially among the higher ranks of the officers of the army and navy. One summer night, he said, as I was descending from heaven to distribute consolations, the grace of perseverance and of good deaths to diverse pious persons in the neighborhood of the Etoile, my eyes, although well accustomed to immortal light, were dazzled by the fiery flowers with which the champs elyses were sown great candelabra under the trees marking the entrances to cafes and restaurants gave the foliage the precious glitter of an emerald long garlands of luminous pearls surrounded the open-air enclosures where a crowd of men and women sat closely packed listening to the sounds of a lively orchestra whose strains reached my ears confusedly the night was warm my wings were beginning to grow tired i descended into one of the concerts and sat down invisible among the audience at this moment a woman appeared on the stage clad in a short spangled frock owing to the reflection of the footlights and the paint on her face all that was visible of the latter was the expression and the smile her body was supple and voluptuous she sang and danced arcade i have always loved dancing and music but this creature's thrilling voice and insidious movements created in me an uneasiness i had never known before my color came and went my eyelids drooped my tongue clove to my mouth i could not leave the spot and theophile related groaning how possessed by desire for this woman he did not return to heaven again but taking the shape of a man lived an earthly life for it is written in those days the sons of god saw that the daughters of men were beautiful a fallen angel having lost his innocence along with the vision of god theophile at heart still retained his simplicity of soul clad in rags filched from the stall of a jewish hawker he went to seek the woman he loved she was called bouchotte and lodged in a small house in montmartre he flung himself at her feet and told her she was adorable that she sang delightfully that he loved her madly that for her he would renounce his family and his country, that he was a musician and had nothing to eat. Touched by such youthful ingenuousness, candor, poverty, and love, she fed, clothed, and loved him. However, after long and painful struggles, he procured employment as a music teacher and made some money which he brought to his mistress, keeping nothing for himself. From that time forward she loved him no longer. She despised him for earning so little, and did not conceal her indifference, weariness, and disgust. She overwhelmed him with reproaches, irony, and abuse, in spite of which she kept him, for she had had experience of worse partners, and was used to domestic quarrels for the rest she led a busy serious and rather hard life as artist and woman theophile loved her as he had loved her the first night and he suffered she overworks herself he told his celestial brother that is what makes her so hard to please but i am certain she loves me i hope soon to give her more comfort and he spoke at length of an operetta at which he was working, and which he hoped to have brought out at a Paris theatre. A young poet had given him the libretto. It was the story of Aline, Queen of Golconda, after an eighteenth-century tale. "'I am strewing it profusely with melodies,' said Theophile. "'My music comes from my heart. My heart is an inexhaustible source of melody.' unfortunately nowadays people like recondite arrangements difficult scoring they accuse me of being too fluid too limpid of not imparting enough color to my style not aiming at stronger effects in harmony and more vigorous contrasts harmony harmony no doubt it has given its merits but it does not appeal to the heart it is melody which carries us away, and ravishes us, and brings smiles and tears to our eyes. At these words he smiled and wept to himself. Then he continued with emotion. I am a fountain of melody. But the orchestration, there's the rub. In paradise, you know, Arcadi, in the matter of instruments— we only possess the harp, the psaltery, and the hydraulic organ. Arkady was only listening to him with half an ear. He was meditating plans which filled his soul and swelled his heart. "'Do you know any angels in revolt?' he asked his companion. "'As for me, I know only one, Prince Istar, with whom I have exchanged a few letters,' and who offered to share his attic with me while i was finding a lodging in this town where i believe rents are very high of angels in revolt theophile knew none when he met a fallen spirit who had formerly been one of his comrades he shook him by the hand for he was a faithful friend sometimes he saw prince istar BUT HE AVOIDED ALL THOSE BAD ANGELS WHO SHOCKED HIM BY THE VIOLENCE OF THEIR OPINIONS AND WHOSE CONVERSATIONS PLAGUED HIM TO DEATH. "'Then you don't approve of me?' asked the impulsive Arcadi. "'Friend, I neither approve of you nor blame you. I understand nothing of the ideas which trouble you. Neither do I think it good for an artist to concern himself with politics.' one has quite sufficient to occupy oneself with one's art he loved his profession and had hopes of arriving one day but theatrical ways disgusted him the only chance he saw of having his piece played was to take one or two perhaps three collaborators who without having done any work would sign their names and share the profits Soon Bouchotte would fail to find engagements. When she offered her services in some small hall, the manager began by asking her how many shares she was taking in the business. Such customs, thought Theophile, were deplorable. End of chapter 12